Um, you know, as, uh, as we were uh, looking at the, uh, the Mother's Day thing uh, this morning, uh, you know, I'm kind of pumped up because um, we, we all have uh, these things in our minds with our moms, you know. Um, Eileen is the mom in our home, and uh, it, when, when our children were growing up, everybody wants mom, you know. Everybody loves mom. Uh, and like, uh, you know, if you, if you talk to our children, uh, you know, uh, I mean, if they had to choose between uh, Eileen and I, um, I mean, I wouldn't stand a chance there. You know, I mean, it's just like uh, they all want Eileen, you know, which is, which is a wonderful thing, and it's a great thing. I, um, you know, I think about my mom. You know, my mom is, uh, you know, we, she's, a, she's a, lo- a lovely, wonderful Dutch lady. And, uh, um, you know, when I was in high school, uh, we had, I mean, we still have a really special relationship. But, um, and I was in high school, I, I made up a little poem for her. And, uh, and, uh, and I was thinking, is it appropriate for me to share that this morning or not? But this Mother's Day thing just inspired me, you know. Uh, and, and it's just like, uh, you know, it's, well, this is the poem. My, my mother, she's a lovely girl. You know, you know, you know. She loves me when it's summer and spring and even when there's snow. And I can hear her feet upon the floor as she comes open up my door to pull me from my nice warm cot and set me on that ice-cold pot to make me pee till I could not. That's my mother. <laughs> and my mom, anyway, my mom, uh, I, I love that poem. <laughs> anyway, I, see, and, uh, anyway I, um, I'm looking forward to Mother's Day coming up. Today, um, we're going to get into uh, the, the book of Philippians, uh, chapter 1. And so um, if you would please turn with me in your Bibles to Philippians chapter 1. And, uh, uh, and we're going to take verses 3 through 11. And this, this scripture today is, uh, is a scripture that, um, this message today is a message that, um, you know, God gave me specifically for relevant church today, for you today. Uh, and I started thinking about it and praying about it. And, you know, sometimes when, you know, with, with preachers, you know, we have, you know, sermons that we kind of keep handy and that kind of thing. But, and, uh, and I was thinking, you know, I got to do some more preaching and maybe I should combine that all together and, you know, and, and share that word at relevant uh, Sunday morning. And God just spoke to me and he said, Rod, I want you to have a word for relevant church, for for that body for today, and uh, and so this is this is the word for relevant church uh, today, and um, and actually, and I know your your Bibles in your pew are the uh, ESV Bibles or the Bibles that that uh, that are passed out here. Uh, Pastor Muta uses the ESV. I know there's uh, Bibles handy if you want one. Uh, just raise your hand, and and uh, Jessica will bring you one. Um, but uh, uh, I'm going to read out of the, it's called the RSV, which is pretty close to the ESV. Um, anyway, this is, this is the scripture. It says, I thank my God in all my remembrance of you, always in every prayer of mine for you all, making my prayer with joy, thankful for your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. And I am sure 
that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. It is right for me to feel this way about you all because I hold you in my heart. For you are all partakers with me of grace, both in my imprisonment and in the defense and confirmation of the gospel. For God is my witness, how I yearn for you all with the affection of Christ Jesus. And it is my prayer that your love may abound more and more with knowledge and all discernment, so that you may approve what is excellent and may be pure and blameless for the day of Jesus Christ filled with the fruits of righteousness which come through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. Amen. Uh, it's just a powerful word. And, you know, I started to think about that. And, uh, and I, you know, I just started thinking. And I think the thing that grabbed me, first of all, is uh, since Muta and I have been walking together and, uh, in, in accountability with one another and calling each other upward, uh, you know, I've seen such a passion for him to just impart the love of Jesus into the community of Niles and in the region around here. And, uh, and you know, and every time I, I come to Relevant Church and have interaction with any of you, I see more of you, which is a beautiful thing, but I also see just more passion and more love for Jesus. And, and there's just a great love that, that's, that's here. And, and, and it's, it's going out into the community and into the region. And it's, it's a beautiful thing. And, and I just want to encourage you in that. What I want to do is uh, we're going we're gonna to build a house together today. Okay? And, uh, and I want you to help me do this. All right? So if we can hit the next slide there. Okay? That first scripture... I thank my God in all my remembrance of you, always in every prayer of mine, for you all making my prayer with joy. Hey, and you know what? I discovered while I was working on this that I think the Apostle Paul may have been from Texas. I, it, 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 I'm pretty sure because you're going to see the word you all several times in here. He says you all. Uh, that's a joke. Okay. The, uh, anyway, but okay, so number one, why? And if you're taking notes, thankfulness and joy go hand in hand. And as we were making those descriptions, you know, you guys are bringing that up. It's interesting that thankfulness and joy go hand in hand. And, uh, and you know, even in the, uh, the process of this, this joy, you know, we talk about a family, and the word family came up. You know, and we have, we have great joy. We really have great joy because we have a family. And when we have a family like you guys have here, okay, I like the way that uh, Christina uh, in, in welcomed you. Welcome home today. And, uh, you know, so when Christine says, hey, welcome home, that's a beautiful thing. This is home. It's family. You know, and when we have a family, we need a place, right? We need a place. So let's just say, you know, let's, let's start out here. And we're, you know, so we've got a, we got a family, right? we got a family. And we are joyful, right? We're joyful. We like being together, right? And it's nice. It's nice, you know, so here we are. But we need a place. 
We need a place. We need shelter. We need a place where we can rest. We need a place where we can celebrate and have fun together and, and, and you know, rejoice with each other's victories, that kind of thing. So that's, that's a grateful thing, you know. The, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're thankful people and we're joyful people. And so when we're thankful, we're generally joyful. And when we're joyful, we're generally thankful. And that's a great thing. And, you know, I think that describes a relevant body here in Niles. I like that. Okay? So number next slide is number two. Who? Partnership is what makes work joyful. Now, Ecclesiastes 4.9 is a verse. Uh, and Eileen and I... Uh, we, we do marriage ministries. We're, we're big into marriage ministries. We're all about marriage ministries and, and uh, all about marriage, okay? But one of the key verses that we like to share in marriage ministries is Ecclesiastes 4.9. And, uh, and people love to use it in weddings, okay? Two are better than one because they have a good reward for their labor. If one falls, the other will lift up his fellow, right? So, you know, that's, that's that partnership. You know, the word came up, spouse. You know, together, team, uh, these kind of things. That, you know that. So it's you know the, in a partnership, it's always more fun. Do you know that? You, do you see those big draft horses? Those big draft horses. You know they can generally pull about a thousand pounds, but if you put two of them together, how much do you think they can pull? Two thousand. You know they can pull three thousand and more. When you put the two of them together, they can pull more than twice as much as one by, the, by themselves because it's a partnership. And you know what? It's a, it's a lot more fun. And it's, it's great joy. It's fun. It's fun being in a partnership, isn't it? I mean, I like being in a partnership because in a partnership, you know, you join hands with one another, right? It's a great thing. And you, you know, when, when you join hands, there's some beautiful stuff that happens there, Right? You gotta, sometimes you got to reach up, you know. <laughs> but you know, so you got this, you know. So we got this family, and we got a partnership, and we decide we're gonna, you know, we're going to, we are going to build something. We are going to build something. In this verse, this next verse, bring up that next slide, if you would, please. Okay. Now you know, I got saved when I was 16 years old, and uh, you know, and, and I didn't know Jesus really before that time. But, you know, when I met him, I knew that there was nothing better in life. I knew that I found the best thing ever. And you know what? Somehow, someway, God brought me across this scripture. So if you ask me, you know, hey, Rod, what's your favorite scripture? I would say Philippians 1.6. And I'm sure that he who began the good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. You know what? When, when we see that completion, you know, what God starts, God finishes. And we call that completion. So we know that God has a big picture. We're going to see that. You know, have you ever looked through a periscope, you know, or a, you know, you wear a telescope and you see that, you can see out there, you can see that picture. You can see, you know, I don't know exactly what that completion looks like at this time, but you know what? God does. And we're going to see that he has the big picture. 
He knows. He knew me before the foundation of the world. He knew you before the foundation of the world. Do you know that Ephesians 1 says this, you know, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who's blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places, because he chose us before the foundation of the world that we should be holy and blameless before him. He chose you. He chose me. You know what? You are not here by accident. He chose you to come this morning. He wants you to be here. He wants you to belong. I like those shirts, man. You guys are sharp. <laughs> Is this relevant wear? Is that nice? Nice. That's good. The, uh, you know, he calls us to something. And, uh, and, and, it, and it, is, it is a beautiful thing that, uh, that he wants us. He's got that picture. And, uh, and, and you know what? The beautiful thing about that picture, it's about God's power. It's not about my power. You know, that's a beautiful thing. You know, when I was even 16 years old, I recognized that I can't do this. I cannot walk the Christian life. I found that, you know, all of a sudden, you know, you think 16-year-old kid, you know, I grew up, I had nice parents and everything, but I was an angry little kid for whatever reason. I had a little chip on my shoulder, you know, and, uh, and you know, when, when, when I came to Jesus, all of a sudden that chip was off and it was gone. And I knew, you know, and I said, you know, Lord, I know that I can't keep that chip off, you know. But I know you can. And I know that it's only through Jesus because it's, it's about God. It's not about me. And the focus is on Jesus. And I think that's why I love that verse so much that, you know, I'm sure that he who began that good work, he's going to bring it to completion. Now, hey, I'm pushing 60 years old and I'm still walking with Jesus. <laughs> My friends thought at 16, they thought, hey, this is a little phase, right? Got religious, you know, uh, he'll get over it, you know. I didn't get over it. <laughs> I didn't. I'm glad. All right? Well, let's keep building here, okay? Next, next scripture. What are we going to make it out of? What will, we, what will we make it out of? It's right for me to feel this way about you all, okay? Because I hold you in my heart, for you are partakers with me of grace, okay? Both in my imprisonment and defense and confirmation of the, bio, of the gospel, what will it be made out of? Our common building material is grace. It's the cross of Jesus Christ. You know that? He made him to be sin who knew no sin, that in him I might become the righteousness of God. God made Christ to become sin, and he knew no sin. He took my sin on himself. He took my, he paid the ransom for me. You know, there's a beautiful story in the, in the, in the Old Testament, the, in the, the prophet Hosea, okay? In Hosea, God told Hosea, he told him, marry a prostitute. And he says, I don't want to. He says, do it. He says, I want to show you, I'm drawing, I'm making a picture for the, for the nation of Israel. So he did. And he married this gal, her name was Gomer. And, and after he had married her for a while, she decided to go back to the old life. And she got so low that she got sold off as a slave, okay? And you know what God told Hosea? He said, Hosea, go buy her back. She was on the auction block. Go buy her back. That's what Jesus did for me. I realized I'm Gomer, okay? I, was, I put myself on the auction block. I, I, I messed up, okay? I walked away from great things from you, God. 
And you know what? Jesus came and he bought me back. That's grace. And that's what we build this house out of. That's the material that, that God uses to build his house. Okay? That's what it's going to be made out of. That's the common material. Let's go on. For God is my witness, how I yearn for you all with the affection of Christ Jesus. Okay? So what tools are we going to use to build this house? Well, the tools we're going to use, and you know, it's interesting, when I asked for affection, the word love came up. Okay? Compassion, kindness, passion. We're going to use love to build this house, aren't we? This is what we're going to use. We're going to use love. That's our, that's our tools. You know, when we work together, when we're gracious, when we're loving, when we're compassionate toward one another, when we have those good feelings, when we're seeking unity, the word unity came up, you know, when we're talking about affection that in love, you know, that's what, that's what we're going to build it out of, okay? That's what we're going to build. That's the tools we're going to use as the body of Christ, all right? So now... Let's look at let's look at really getting this structure together. You know, God's been laying some groundwork here. He's got the family. There you go, you guys. I look out there, I see those faces. Man, this is nice. I like this. Okay. He's got the grace. You know, we got this is what we're we all know. We're coming to the foot of the cross. I can't come except for the by the blood of Jesus. I know that. I accept that. I'm I'm covered by his blood. That's the grace of God. I'm thankful for that. I'm glad that he redeemed me okay and i'm going to come together we're going to come together in love we're going to work together we're going to be gracious to one another we're going to be encouraging one another we're going to build each other up that kind of thing so let's start building the house okay next slide and it is my prayer that your love may abound more and more so the foundation of this house is going to be Here's the foundation here, right there. And this foundation is all about love. All right? It is all about love. Anybody think of a scripture that might have the word love in it? Love covers a multitude of sins. I like it. John 3.16, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Any other scriptures? Love never fails. Nice, nice. Any other scriptures with love? What's that? Yes, love the Lord with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. That's, they ask Jesus, what's the greatest commandment in the law? That's it, right there. You know, what about faith, hope, and love abide? These three. But the greatest of these is love. What about the scripture? You know, that God is love. And in him there is no darkness. He's love and light and peace. Okay? It's love. This is the foundation that we're going to use. Now, what are we going to build the house out of? We're going to use the frame for the house as knowledge. Now, somebody here said knowledge is power. That's true. You know what? That's why we have to combine knowledge with love. 
because power runs over people, doesn't it? Power is okay. Power is good. We need power. <laughs> I need it, all right? But I tell you what, you ever, you ever, uh, you ever, you know, crank up like your, your mower or your, your snowblower or, you know, put your car in gear, all right? Now, if you, if you engage that power and it's not harnessed in some way, and it's not controlled in some way, that power can do a lot of damage, can it? <laughs> you know, I worked at Lowe's for a little while, very little while, uh, but <laughs> they had a forklift at Lowe's. They called it Star Wars, you know, and this thing could do everything, you know, and, uh, like, uh, and like I didn't grow up on video games, you know, and it was run by a little joystick, and, uh, you know, and I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and uh, my, my supervisor says, hey, Rod, you know, you can do a lot of damage with that. <laughs> I said, oh, you're right. You know, maybe you should uh, slow down a little, you know. And so I tried it. I slowed down, and uh, then the guys started saying, oh, Rod, how long does it take you to get to work? You're going so slow with this thing, you know. Anyway, but that's power, you know. That power has to be the frame is, is awesome. It's great. We need it. It gets the job done. You know, this is a frame. And it's knowledge. And it's knowledge. When I know things about God, when I start to understand the grace of God, you know, the Apostle Paul, you know, he says, hey, you know what? God gave me the privilege of sharing the gospel, the good news with, with you Gentiles, with people that weren't Jewish. Okay? And he said, hey, you know what? You know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share that with you. And, uh, and, it, and it's, it's, it's grace that has been given to me to share with you. He says, you know, the stewardship of God's grace from me to you. He says, but you know what? I have to take that, that grace. And when you understand it, he says, you're gonna, when you start reading this letter, you're going to understand my insight into the mystery of Christ, the knowledge that God gave me into the mystery of Christ so that I can explain to you, you know, how he works. And so when he started to explain to them that Jesus came and took our sins and bore our sins, you know, this is good. This is knowledge. When, he, when we understand how the world works around us, that's knowledge and that's a good thing, okay? But it has to be permeated and built on love because if it just is knowledge itself, it runs over people, okay? It says in, in Ephesians 8, or 1 Corinthians 8, verse 1 says, you know, love builds up, knowledge what? Puffs up, okay? Knowledge puffs up, but love builds up. So we got to have the, and it's knowledge is good. We got to have it. And that's the framework, okay? But we got to have love there. All right. Now, Let's go on to the next one. Discernment. Discernment, that makes the doors and windows of God's house. Okay? Now, if we just have an opening here, you know, the birds can fly in, and the raccoons can get in, and so can the robbers and anybody else, okay? If we just have an opening here, you know, we... We, we got to put something in there, you know? Then that's what discernment is about. Somebody said discernment is understanding. 
It's understanding, understanding right and wrong, good and bad. You know, Philippians 4, verse 8, you know, says this, think on what's good and true and right and lovely and gracious. You know, anything that's excellent, think about these things. You know, the Apostle Paul said, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, you know, faithfulness, and self-control. Those kind of things, you know, that's discernment. We understand that those things are good, you know, but what is not good, he says, Jesus cautioned us, be careful what comes out of your heart. In Mark 7, he says, what comes out of your heart for, for what comes out of the heart, you know, is fornication, theft, murder, adultery, coveting, wickedness, deceit, licentiousness, envy, slander, pride, foolishness. Don't put those things in your house. Keep those things out, you know. So we, you know, we want to put in what's good. We want to put in love, all right? We want to put in grace. That's what we want. We want to say, welcome. Come into my house of love and grace. That's, you know, that's the discernment. That's how, that's how we open up that house, you know. And that's what keeps and protects our house as we build this house. Discernment makes the doors and windows of God's house. It gives us his wisdom and understanding to do that. Then the last scripture, okay? So that you may approve what is excellent and so be pure and blameless for the day of Jesus Christ, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. So when we start putting things into our house, like... Jesus calls us to raise the standard. Do you remember, you know, when Jesus started preaching, you know, he, one of his first sermons, they, they called the Sermon on the Mount. He was preaching, you know, and, and he started saying things that, uh, you know, a lot of people thought, well, hey, you know, he's throwing the old law out. Uh, and Jesus says, don't think that I came to abolish the law and the prophets. I didn't come to abolish them. I came to have a higher standard. He said, and you've heard that it was said, you know, you shall not commit adultery. He says, I'm telling you, don't look at a woman lustfully. Okay? He says, it's not okay just not to commit adultery. Watch your eyes. Okay? He's saying, hey, you think that marriage is important. He says, but people say, hey, you can divorce your wife if you want to. He says, hey, you know what? That's not God's heart. God calls us, you know, to do everything we can to preserve that marriage. He says, we don't just do that. Okay, he says, hey, you know what, you know, the, the, the law says, you know, we can be angry, he says, he says, yeah, we can be angry, he says, but we can't sin, you know, the law says an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth, he says, but I say, forgive those who do you wrong, okay, the law says, love your neighbor, hate your enemy, he says, I say, Love your enemies and do good to those who persecute you. Okay? He's saying, I'm raising a higher standard. I'm calling you to excellence. Okay? I'm calling you to step it up. I want you to go above and beyond. He says, you know, I'm calling you to purity. He says, you know, when we think purity, somebody said holiness. You know? When, when we say holiness, like when I married Eileen, you know, she picked me out of all the rest of those losers. Okay? <laughs> now Eileen could have said Rod you know hey you know I love you you know but you remember my friend Jimmy 
And I said, yeah, I remember Jimmy. <laughs> of course I remember Jimmy. <laughs> says, you know, but, says, Rod, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you all of myself, but I just want to, just once a month, I just want to, Jimmy and I are going to just get a little time together. What? <laughs> I'm sorry, that ain't going to work, honey. <laughs> I want holiness here. <laughs> you are like my toothbrush. Nobody else gets to. <laughs> ain't nobody else <laughs> putting that in my mouth. <laughs> you are like, <laughs> okay? <laughs> you are holy unto me. That's, see, that's what God wants. He's, he's saying, hey, you know what? I'm calling you up to a higher standard. You know, I, I had a lady at church uh, when, when she said, hey, you know what? She brought in this, uh, these brownies, amazing brownies. And, uh, man, they smelled so good. And she said, Rod, she said, here, I'm going to give you these brownies. But, you know, I got to tell you, there was a little, you know, dog doo-doo out in the yard. And I just put just a touch of it in here. Uh, he says, I mean, you'll never taste it. You'll never be able to tell it, you know. Would you like a brownie? See, this is what we're talking. We're talking about purity, okay? God's called us to the higher standard. I try to use ideas that resonate. Okay. Anyway, okay. <laughs> maybe, maybe I'll adjust this on the next time. <laughs> uh, the anyway, the you know what? I, but hey, He calls us to righteousness. He wants right relationships. He wants us to treat one another with the utmost respect and dignity. He wants us to to hold each other up and build each other up, to outdo one another in showing honor. You know, that's what he wants for us to do. That's the kind of relationships he's calling us to in his family. You know, and when we do that, man, we get some nice couches in that. You know, that kind of furnishes the house. All right? We get some comfy chairs to sit in here. That's a good thing. And we get some, we get some flowers, you know, that we put in here. And uh, we start... You know, we start decorating the place. It's a beautiful thing. I know I'm an amazing artist, but it's, it's, I, I haven't... Uh, uh, art charades isn't my thing, but uh, anyway, I, I like this idea, okay? And you can see that, hey, you know what? We can decorate his house. And you know, and even when we decorate his house, we can start putting things in here like welcome. Because I see outside here, in the background, I see there's a big picture window here. I see other faces out there that are outside the house. You know what? And I want to call them in. Because I want them to experience the joys and the blessings of this house. And I want them to come into partnership with us. You know what? That's what I want, and that's what God wants. He wants to expand the family. See, that's how God works. And you know what? When we do that, then we have a house that gives glory and honor and blessings. And we see the love of God and the blessings of God shining down. And we see the, the glory going up. And we see God working and moving to change this world because we're building a house for him. That's what God's calling relevant church to do. Okay? And I want to read that scripture one more time and then we're going to pray, okay? I thank my God 
in my remembrance of you always in every prayer of mine for you all making my prayer with joy thankful for your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now and i am sure that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of jesus christ it is right for me to feel thus about you all because i hold you in my heart for you are all partakers with me of grace both in my imprisonment and defense and confirmation of the gospel. For God is my witness, how I yearn for you all with the affection of Christ Jesus. And it is my prayer that your love may abound more and more with knowledge and all discernment, so that you may approve what is excellent and may be pure and righteous for the day of Jesus Christ, filled with the fruits of righteousness which come through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. Let's pray. Father God, in the mighty and in the precious name of Jesus, I thank you for this body. I thank you for this group of believers that is your family, and they become family. And Father, I just pray that your family will grow and that the kingdom of our Lord Jesus Christ will just extend into all the world, that you will fill your house you will fill your house with, with men and women and children who need to experience joy and thankfulness and blessings and love. And we ask this in the mighty and the precious name of Jesus. Amen.